Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecarmenradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. You ready? Yeah. All right. Hello and welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. Wow, 2013. <laughs> welcome back, Jackie. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back, Marcus. I missed the was up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> You're just waiting for him. You're like, oh, when is it going to come? Was up? Every day. And we're both feeling good today. Yeah, man. I'm feeling great today. Why are you feeling so good? Man, I'm just, I just had a fucking, just an amazing night with the lady and you know and i have realized that we are both like the same level of psycho that's great like <laughs> it really does like we watched a great horror movie last night what uh, horror movie uh, uh to the devil a daughter Ooh. it's a christopher oh, lee heard movie. about that yeah movie. oh it's fantastic got Is christopher it? lee in it uh all the samples from supercharger supercharger heaven the badass white zombie song they all Ooh. come from to the devil it when is they not have heresy. The, when the woman and I is will laying not repent. on the stone yeah. in the middle. I have seen that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that movie. That's man. a it's weird a, movie, Marcus. And we loved it. Oh, my God. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> it's a bit of a slow-paced one yes. at times. But <laughs> it's a great satanic horror movie. Uh, and then we were talking about that. And there's something recently that I discovered uh, with your brother Henry called The Great Satan at Large, oh, God. Uh, which is my new favorite thing in the world. I'm sure it is. It's, a, pu- like it. it's a banned public access show from 1993 that only aired for one episode, and it's this guy, Lou Perfidio, who dresses in Satan makeup, paints a big swastika on his chest. Uh, it's uh, horrible. I mean, it is absolutely, it's a horror <laughs> show. There's a weird bald-headed dude who they call God uh, sitting just to the left of him. And his, uh, Ed McMahon is a jester who constantly masturbates through the entire 45 minutes. Actual Ed McMahon? No, no, no. Just the Ed McMahon character, like the sidekick. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I'd watch it just for that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just constant hail Satan. Like oh it's just constant that. And so I figured I'd just show it to her just a little bit because uh, it's on YouTube in like three different fifteen-minute clips. And I figured like oh, I'll just show her a little bit, uh, and then you know whatever we'll move on to something else. And then we she watches the first one, and she's like. Are you gonna put on the you second one? Watch the second yeah. one. We have to. We have to continue with this. They're like, oh fuck yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, like the second one ends. So like, she's like, yeah, turn it, put it on <laughs> the third one. And the funny thing is, you look at the views. Like the first one, there's like three thousand views, and the second one, there's like a thousand views, and the third one, there's like four hundred. Yeah, exactly. Most people don't make it to the third part of the great Sa- or the great Satan at large. There's a fucking dude called the Sexecutioner. Ooh, who, it's the Sexecutioner and his limitless sex slave Morticia, God. who is either a prostitute or a very damaged woman, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe both. <gasps> Probably both. 
<laughs> I, actually, the more you talked about it, the more I'm interested in watching it. Yeah, we're going to show it on Friday at the uh, last podcast on the left live show. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, what time yeah, is yeah. that? That's, that's at, at 10 o'clock here at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue, January 18th, the day before my 30th birthday. Wow. Oh, yeah. I turned 30 on Saturday. Wow. And you're feeling so good? Yeah, I feel great, man. I'm fucking, I'm like in the best place I've ever been in That's my life. Awesome. Like life has, like is going like really, really fucking good. Like everything's like great with the lady. Everything's going great career wise. The band is fantastic. Band is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the band. Look up the cowman, please. Yeah. On Facebook. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, but we're doing really good. And I, I never imagined in a million years that I would be like 30 in this point. In my life, like yeah. just like happy with what I'm doing, like uh, fucking the best friends that a man could ask for, the most amazing woman that is on the planet, just, <laughs> <laughs> just like a woman who constantly surprises me and just constantly challenges me and is just amazing, uh, fucking amazing, just such a fucking great job. Like things are going really fucking well. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! <laughs> 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 and it only started since I started saying "Hail Satan." No, no, I don't actually, think that's no. True. It's it's but really gotten. Ju- it's therapy. It's yeah. Therapy. It's really therapy. Yeah, it's yeah, therapy yeah. and medication and yeah. all of those things. <laughs> all sorts of things. No, and therapy's going fucking great as well. Like, Did that other woman come back? Yeah. Oh, good. yeah. She's back, Rachel. My girl Rachel. She's <laughs> finally back. She doesn't say "giddy up." <laughs> uh, she actually has. Good, yeah. You know, no, and the other girl was fine. Yeah, she was a fine little like placeholder and a, to see something. She you just know. wasn't your girl. What my girl, man? Like Rachel's my girl. Like she talks about Bob Dylan. Like she <laughs> talks about like artistry. She's Ooh. she's a musician. Yeah, you know, oboe player. Oboe player. Yeah, and they're big, com- right? Huh? Are oboes big? They're big. Yeah, they're big. She's a, kind of a mousy woman, though. Ooh, big yeah, instrument, from, tiny yeah, from, woman. Yeah, she's from Kentucky, from the small town. She gets me. Yeah. Yeah, she gets me. Saying she's a musician, and uh, you know, I kind of am as well. As much as a drummer can be a musician. Oh yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. it. You love the music. I fucking feel it. In God, my it's bones. so hard to find a good therapist in the city. There's a million of them. Yeah, Ugh. I lucked out, man. There's uh, my uh, uh, my uh, uh, ex. I go ahead and say ex girlfriend, but really friend. Uh, who's a faithful listener of the show. Hey, Monique, we're back. Hey, Monique. <laughs> uh, she uh, put me onto this place called Tribeca Therapy that's all, uh, everyone there is a, like in some sort, like is a creative person some way. Right. Like they all like either musicians or artists or dancers or or whatever it's just so it's like kind of made for creative people like people like us who our brains just work a little differently it's like we're the type of therapist me and you are going to go to is not going to be the type of therapist that say a wall street banker is going to go to that is true and that's something important for all you out there who are looking for a therapist or looking to get into some sort of therapy it's like find the place or the person that's going to get you and understand you because exactly. if you when you go to a place like that because there was so much that I didn't have to explain right you know well especially like in what you want with your life and mm-hmm. why you do the things that you do and having to explain that to someone that talks to usual people in finance or something like that they just don't understand even though they were educated to understand all kinds of people that's just not how it goes no I think they just kind of get I, I, the worst uh, and you know some people have really really bad experiences with therapists like uh, a friend of mine said that he went to uh, a therapist. And this is a guy that has some stuff he needs to talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, he's done two tours in Iraq. 
and he's Oof. Oh, he some stuff to talk about. <laughs> he's got some stuff to talk about, and you know, and, and he's had a pretty he's had a pretty rough life, and he was in the middle of telling uh, a, hor- a horribly gruesome story to uh, a therapist. His very first session, uh, and it was a story involving a knife and a neck. And he was telling this very gruesome story and the woman's phone rings and she looks at it and she goes, oh, excuse me. And answers the phone in the middle of the fucking session. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, you get up and leave. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. That's it. You don't pay for it and you leave. And he like kind of like sat there for a second and she sat back down and goes like, okay, where were we? And he goes, no, I'm good. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. And he hasn't been back to a therapist since. Any, and I'm any trying therapist to get him that doesn't respect what you and what you have to say, and you don't fucking need to pay them any money. No, that's for sure. No, and he did not pay her. That's good. Uh, and I'm trying to get him to get back into it. So it's like if you have a – because therapy, I will say, has been the most useful thing as far as my mental health goes – the most useful tool that I've come Definitely. across so far. It's it's my entire life has changed because of it. I, well, I, I have, I've had two the therapists that have told me in separate occasions, like, you know, what your problem is is that you need to lose weight. Once you lose <laughs> weight, then all the and like two separate ones that I was like, no. <laughs> talking about listen to yourself for a second self like my confidence is not what the issue is here no that has nothing to do with it it's like if you talk to me for five minutes it's like that is not the answer here listen to me (laughs) and so that but that's also exactly it's put me off to therapy where it's like it's so hard to have to go into a place and be like do you get me yeah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And uh, I think that's why I haven't done it in a long time either. I think you would benefit so much from it. I know. Yeah. I think I might go to that Tribeca place. I'll give you the number. There's yeah. Because there's about, I think, five or six different people there uh, that, you know, b- that do stuff. And hell, you might, you might even like my girl. I don't yeah. think that she would have any problem seeing the both of us. Have you ever been to uh, a, thera- a therapist that someone else you knew had? I never have, no. But, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I think it would be as well. I mean, I know they have to keep things separate, of course. That's mm-hmm. not they're not going to bring you up in the middle of my session. Yeah. Well, I do know that uh my therapist knows Monique. Ooh. My ex-girlfriend. Your ex-girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. your friend. Uh, yeah, my friend of three years. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we dated for three years. I know that because uh, I, I know there's like there's also like group therapy sessions, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't really need to do group therapy. I talk in groups all the time. It's yeah. fine. I need one on one. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I don't need to talk. Yeah, it's I, I'm fine. I mean, for fuck's sake, we're talking to tens of thousands of people right now. Right. About this shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so group is not. Yeah, I'm I'm good on that. Uh, but I can tell sometimes, like when I mention her, like I, I like kind of like look at her. It's like, do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking you about. You've that? heard about this before. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've heard it. I know you've heard it. Man. Just fucking, just tell me. Just don't fucking just do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's uh, so that's I guess the closest uh, that I've come to it. And even before this, the only thing I went to counseling in uh, in college. Yeah, uh, which wasn't you know it's not therapy. It's the closest thing to therapy. And I think for a lot of our listeners, that's going to be the best thing they can do. Definitely. Uh, and if you're out there, if you're in a small town. 
uh, or if you just can't afford a thing because counseling is very it's definitely cheaper than therapy but you can find sliding scales anywhere yeah you yeah. can find something that you're able Mine is to a sliding pay. scale yeah yeah most places are which is great because that is not something that is covered by most insurances which I think is huge bullshit it's fucking awful exactly what we were talking about with you know we were just discussing Sandy Hook right before this it's like mm. that's something that he would have benefited of being able to being forced to see a therapist. It's oh, like, you're weird. Yeah. You need to see a therapist. <laughs> I was weird growing up. You know what my mom did? Made me see a therapist. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Anger issues. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was too angry. She didn't know how to talk to me. So she, so I talked to other people. Yeah. And it helped a lot. And the problem is that some people think that pushing medication is the problem, but it is the issue as well. It's like, don't just take medication to take medication either. No. I feel like a lot of people, like especially with younger kids, like kids in middle school and things like that, they're like, oh, just put them on Ritalin. It's fine. You know, they have something wrong with them. And that's what they wanted to do with me. And my mom never put us on anything. It's just yeah. like, they're kids. They'll work it out. It's fine. Oh, no. It's it's horrible. And in fact, it can have uh, very much, it can have detriment. And of course, I should say, when we talk about medication, all that, we're not doctors. We are, no. We don't know. <laughs> we just know what we have gone through. Exactly. That's all we have. All we have is our personal experiences. Exactly. And, and you know, anecdotal, like personal, like experiences of people that we know. Right. Uh, and all that. And what, you know, what I was about to say is that uh, uh, Nikita, my girlfriend, when she was, I think, like 16 or 17, they put her on antidepressants uh, and it has fucked up her memory. Like she has, really? she has hor- a horrible uh, short short term memory. memory. Uh, I mean, her long term memory is terrifying, <laughs> uh, especially during arguments, because <laughs> that shit just snaps oh, back. Oh yeah, man, but you like ask that. her what we t- were talking about two minutes ago, and she has no idea. <laughs> uh, but I think you know, putting kids on drugs when they're young, it really, I think it really does. It can fuck with your uh, the development of the brain definitely and like what happens to you some people do need to go on it some people don't and that's the thing don't listen to, uh, like i'm just saying this is our just personal our experiences. personal experience you know don't take what don't if you go to the doctor and the doctor says you need to be on these don't say well jackie and marcus said yeah <laughs> like, no if you need to be on them you need to be on them. exactly it's just also you happen to find like someone when i was put into anger counseling they especially when it comes to anger and things like that where i thought oh i'll be put on antidepressants it's fine it's like no, you have to figure out where it's coming from at least. Mm-hmm. You know, like at least give it a shot of where it's actually coming from and find what stems from it so that you yourself can control it. And now, you know, I've been on and off antidepressants and they do work when you need them. Yeah. And, you know, and if someone says that you need these, but I just happened to find someone that was like, you don't need these right now. Yeah. Talk it out. Exactly. Me, you know, <laughs> like break, break the lamp. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And, um, it, they just realized for me it was stemming from something else. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been on on and off antidepressants since I was nineteen. Yeah, uh, and you know I'll go you know a couple years being on them, and I'll go a couple years being off of them. Right now I'm off of them, uh, and you know and things are going great. Uh, and I you know I don't have all the side effects. I'm not constantly drowsy. I'm not popping five hour energy drinks every single fucking day just to get through an afternoon. Uh, and it's you know so and it doesn't you know and it's not impossible for me to come anymore. Which right. that's kind of the best one yes uh and but when you need them when i Mm -hmm. i know when i need them them. i know when i need them and i 
needed them yes. to get through you know last year uh and i should have been on them the year before i went off of them for a year uh and that was the most one of the most miserable years of my life like 2011 one of the most it was one just absolutely fucking awful uh i guess in the midst of starting this show uh was you know like when we started this like man that was such a fucking terrible terrible time uh in my life so lonely and full of self-loathing and because that's my big problem uh during depression i don't know if yours is the same thing because mine all my depression goes inward i hate myself it's just like a self-hatred a self and a, a self pity uh and it, well actually it's not even really self-pity it's not like oh poor why does this happen to me it's like no everything all everything that happens to me i deserve right i deserve all of this you know so there's no pity it's no there's no self-pity there's no feeling sorry for yourself there's a self-hatred where you're reaching inside yourself and you just want to rip out your guts exactly at all times because you fucking deserve it well that was in my years of depression that i've had i had one in my late teens and then just a few years ago i I had another stint of it for about a year where I just turned to drugs and alcohol because I'm like, well, if I feel this bad and I hate myself this much, why don't I just drink myself into oblivion yeah. and take as many pills as I can put in my mouth so that I can just forget about how I feel? God I damn, you were forget. fun to be around, though. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I can't do it anymore, which is no, I mean, no, it's, no, no, it's great. No. It's, it's, so, it's nice to be in a place that you don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there or in most people's lives, there are times when you feel that that's the only thing that you can do. Yeah. And there are other things you can do. I should have been talking to a therapist. Yeah. Instead of self-diagnosing myself and just taking a bunch of antidepressants and jerking myself into oblivion, I should have been talking to someone. Yeah. And when you feel that way and when you get to those lows and when you wake up one day and you realize... I don't want to get out of bed anymore. I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. You need to seek professional help. It can get and yeah, it's or talk to one of your friends or talk to someone yeah. rather than inward, which is what I did. Is I didn't talk to anyone, and I, I just had you know I had my friends give me talks at me, and I'm like I'm fine. Yeah, and, you know it's all defensive, 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 and that's something when you have to realize. Self-awareness is so key, especially from your teens until you're like 35. Oh, in God, that, yes. like, growing phase of your life. It's the most important phase, I think, to and be very self-aware. Exactly, and listen to yourself. You know what you're doing. Mm. You know what you're capable of as well, and that's what's really scary. Ooh, knowing what you're capable of. Ugh. <laughs> 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 it makes me Yeah, see. we're both just like, <laughs> It just makes <laughs> me shudder on the inside sometimes. Yeah. Where it's just those dark thoughts especially we are two very dark people yeah and that i mean i never really had thoughts of suicide Uh, i know a bunch of people that have unfortunately and you know knowing that that's the most selfish thing you could ever do in your life yeah really it's Mm -hmm. just that's so stupid and i think you know talking about friends and hell just you know what i just said about like you know like yeah you're like yeah, you were a lot of fun to be around then. And I think that tends to, I think with people uh, that go through those stages, because I was kind of going through, me and you were going through a bit of a fucking... Yeah, we had a, at we, the same we time, had a time together. We bonded very quickly. <laughs> <We> <laughs> bonded. I think that was the first thing we bonded over is g- getting fucked up and just going insane. Yes. Like, and just having a, an amazing time. Same with Holden McNeely from Murder Fist as well. Sometimes yeah, you make your of closest us. friends, though. <laughs> all three of us. That year was just a fucking nutso year especially that that summer and that fall god uh 
I can't drink gin and tonic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that's something uh, that you, uh, I think I know I was able to uh, put off getting help for that stuff because right. I was still having a real good time around my friends and people enjoyed being around me. Right. And people enjoyed being around you. And so, because we could just go out, we could go to the bar, we could hang out at Holden's house. But it was because be, I was so scared of being by myself. Me too, yeah. That I would be out until the sun came up, mm-hmm. and I would sleep for an hour on Holden's couch because I didn't want to go home, and then I would go to work, still yeah. smelling like booze, you know? Yeah. And and that's also, I feel like now on the other side of it is that if you're, you know, if you're listening to this as well, and you see someone going through that, help them through it. But also recognize that there's a problem. Yeah. And knowing that, like, we also, I, I know I had friends as well that recognized that I had a problem. And there is nothing more life-saving than having a friend that can recognize you have a problem. Yeah. And if you're doing it by yourself, that's also a problem as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that at least be drinking around other people so they can tell you when to stop. <laughs> or they can stop you from going home with how many random strangers? Uh, uh. <laughs> All God, of the I think about strangers. some of the. Uh. I don't know how I'm clean. I know that. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's some kind of fate. There's something. I had. My mom refers to it as a white light. Uh-huh. Um, she gets her white light from the ground. She believes in Mother Nature and the power of women. So my mom white lighted me in that time. Mm. And I don't. I'm not saying I completely believe in it, mm. but. I don't know how I got through it. I'm not dead. <laughs> but uh, that's I, I'm saying this from the other side. Yeah. That's not a reason to go out and do these things <laughs> and to feel that way. But I know that I am really lucky. And there's a lot of people that are not as lucky as I am. No, but not as lucky as either one of us. No. Uh, it's That shit can end in death. Yes. You know, like it, it can, it, like at its worst, it can end in death. And at its best, at its absolute best, it ends in misery. Right. Right. I mean, so a misery that you can come out of, but at the, I think, honestly, I think at the very best, it ends in you hurting the people that you love. Well, that's what's so hard. Over Christmas, um, I started talking again to my friend from high school because I did a bunch of drugs in high school. Yeah. I did, you know, I don't know how I never got caught. I still got all A's. I still got through everything. Another thing that you shouldn't do, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> um, and I haven't talked to her in years because she became a heroin addict. A few years ago, and there have been so many times that she'd been so close to ODing that I was like, you know what? I can't talk to you anymore. I can't, I wouldn't be able to get over n- knowing that you killed yourself, even though I had tried. I was the only one that had always tried to get her to stop, get her to stop. And she's like, we used to do this stuff all the time. Do it with me. Come on, come back home because she lives in my hometown. And it was like, she always thought that I was better than she was, mm. which. Unfortunately, I don't know why I got out of all of that stuff, but I did. I p- picked myself up. I pulled myself out. You know, it was a lot of meeting my current boyfriend, Doug, in mm. college. That helped a lot. You know, th- not that you should say that someone else could take that out. It was my inner strength, no. you know, th- and yeah. that I did that. And by have to do something with, like, you know, family. That and usually, Henry, exactly. Usually family is the difference. It I really found. is. And like, because I've known a lot of people that have gone down both roads. Yeah. And usually the difference is between the people who get out and the people who don't. It's usually their family or a good friend or something like that. It's like, I mean, you do. That's why I always thought I could save her. Yeah. And I always, because her mother was, like, she was the house that we would go and we would drink at and we mm-hmm. would do drugs out, be snorting, snorting blow on the living room table. Mm-hmm. And her mom never said anything. Oh, her mom was there? 
Yes. Oh, uh, that's why. And so it was her mother that was always this problem, and I always thought it was like, I'm the one that can save you. And then about two years ago, I finally realized, I can't save you. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. And I let her go. And she contacted me again a few months ago, and I just didn't contact her back. And this was like my best friend growing yeah. up. And over Christmas, I saw her. And she is clean now. She's been clean for like a year. Oh. Which is amazing. I don't know. Is she, I, I think that me not talking to her anymore was a huge step because of all the times when you tell someone that is using that you don't want them to use anymore and you still talk to them and you still help them, you got to cut them off. Yeah. And they're either going to kill themselves, unfortunately, or they're going to pick themselves back up. We've gotten a lot of li- letters from uh, from listeners who have that problem. Right. Like they have just a friend. They're like, how do I fucking help them? You know, I've tried so much. It's like a lot of times you just have to, whether it's in, you know, and it can go so many different ways. It could be drugs. It could be an abusive relationship. We had right. someone who wrote in uh, a while back uh, who had a friend that was in like a horribly abusive relationship for years that she refused to get out of. And it's just one of those things like, yeah, you you have to cut them off. Like they're going to. It's they're devastating. Gonna, yeah. God, I dreamed about her every night. I, I mean, I still have dreams about her. And I saw her over Christmas, and she's working at a convenience store. She's living in her mom's house helping take care of her brother's five kids because he's in jail. Uh, but she's still in my hometown. She's like, now where? Now what? Yeah. And she's like, I'm at zero. And you're in New York, and you're doing well, and you're doing all these things. I was like, but you're clean. Yeah. Give you're yourself at zero. that. You're not at negative six anymore. Exactly. And you're not, you don't have a fucking, not falling asleep every night with a needle sticking out of your arm. Yeah. And it's just, you know, she's gained weight and she looks great. And she's like, oh, I hate my body and all these things and all the insecurities. But she's sought help. Yeah. She's now talking to someone that is helping her get through all of this stuff. But it's hard to trust her again. Yeah. And even like she wanted to, she's like, well, now we're best friends again. Like, you're my soulmate. We were meant to be together. And. I just like cried while I was at home. I didn't know what to do because I can't let her back in. Yeah. It's going to take a long time. As it should. And I don't know. I wish I could. Yeah. And I still weirdly dream about her almost every single night. She's in my dreams. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's why I always thought that there was some reason why she's in my life, you know, which I know this, you know fate and all that I mean no bullshit. I mean it's it, but it's a lot better I mean I had a dream the other night where I was a vampire hunter <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot more fun <laughs> it was fucking sweet <laughs> me and the other vampire hunters were in a church and there was a bunch of vampires and we were fucking killing them with our swords and then at the end and then when the sun came up a whole bunch of white masks appeared and we all put them on our faces and we transformed to our like alter egos like our daytime when we're not being <laughs> vampire hunters like what we're usually doing and I was like this big buff dude who was wearing like a football uh, letter jacket and uh, I was a small town radio DJ wow yeah 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 with a wife and two kids <laughs> <laughs> well I realized that's another reason why I love Doug so much is I woke up and I was crying I was telling about a dream about uh, my friend Holly and uh, he goes I dreamed I was a snowman (laughs) 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 and I was crying and I was like what he's like yeah you know like Jack Frost the Michael Keaton movie when he comes back as a snowman but my son was a snowman too (laughs) and I said god God, damn it I love you so much I love him god (laughs) dreamed I was a snowman Oh, that's fucking great. But that's great. what you need sometimes, like, when you were talking about how much you love Nikita and, like, the, 
Doug is nowhere near as crazy as I am, but he is a simple kind of guy that yeah. sometimes when I'm at that edge, he just doesn't get it. So he kind of is himself and <laughs> hopes I laugh. <laughs> And usually I do. Yeah, because he's a good man. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. A, definitely a good man. God damn, you had a horrid time over Christmas in Florida. I had a really bad time over Christmas. Because <laughs> I didn't know about, uh, I mean, I know we had talked about about it before you had left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had told me that she had, you know, was kind of getting in contact with you again. But I didn't know that you saw her. Yeah, we did see each other. In fact, it was a weird drunken night where we walked down the highway because we didn't want to drive anywhere. So we walked from <laughs> bar to bar down the highway. And uh, Henry pissed on a palm tree. Hey! So that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Henry and I leaving Christmas this year basically were like, do we have to go back? Yeah. Do we have to ever go back there ever again? <laughs> Henry promises that one t- one day, I don't want to think about when my parents are gone because I yeah. love my parents, but he's like, that year, the year they go, because there's no way they're not going to die within like a month of each other. They love each other that much. Yeah. That that year, we're going to go on a cruise for Christmas. We're not going <laughs> to celebrate Christmas. We're going to spend all the money. We're going to take, if we have families, we're going to go on a cruise. It's a good idea. Pretend it's not Christmas. I I would rather go on a cruise. (laughs) And it's weird. Over even the past few years, I hate Christmas. I used to love Christmas. Yeah, I I know. Meaning of Christmas. I remember, like when I fucking first met you, you were just like fucking holly jolly all the time. Not anymore. I hate it. And family. Family, unfortunately, has made me hate it. Yeah, your family. You're going through some weird shit. Yeah, I mean, my sister and I never get along, and. I called her a bitch on Christmas morning, which don't call your crazy <laughs> sister a bitch on Christmas morning, apparently. <laughs> so um, she threw my niece's Furby at me because Henry also got me a Furby and she was so pissed off about it. And so I was like, why are you being such a bitch? <laughs> she didn't like that. And then uh, my mom is becoming my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, That'll my grandmother happen. is a demon. So. <laughs> and no one likes my grandmother. That's why my mom is the only one that takes care of her in the whole family. And my mom told me that you come home and you start all these fights and then you just fucking leave. Ugh. And that hurt a lot. Because what do you want? And you were t- saying that like your parents are like, you don't live here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah, they're like, you know what? You just, this isn't, you don't have to worry about this. Yeah. And like, I, this, this is, it's, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Just don't worry about it. And that's how you my family own, always was. Exactly. Yeah, you have you your got, own yeah, life. That's, uh, that's, my, that's how my family is like, you know, you have your own problems. And in fact, I get kind of pissed off because they don't tell me when shit happens. Because right. they don't want me to worry about it. They want me to think about it. It's like they've I think I know that my mom has been in the hospital at least twice and they haven't told me they about it. They just don't tell you about it. They just don't tell me about it. And that's, that's I mean that's the like the opposite spectrum. It's the total opposite spectrum. and I'm just like, What the fuck? <laughs> like why and like when uh my uh grandfather first started getting sick, like he was in the hospital for like at least a week before anybody told me that anything was wrong. But you and have to know. Yeah. You have to be ready for these. You have to be prepared. Yeah. No, and and I explained that to them. <laughs> and I got cuz once I, when I after a little while like I started getting pissed off. I was like, "God damn it, you need to tell me when shit happens. Like I need to know yeah. about this stuff. Like don't think that it's going to like fucking bother me or worry me or anything like that. Don't fucking cuz I need to know." We're family. Yeah, and you're not a kid anymore. Yeah, either. I'm not a kid anymore. And I think that's also part of it because right. I'm the youngest. And, you know, and I I think that 
they've still got someone like, oh, Marcus is doing his own thing. Right. And, I th- and that's also been a lot of the attitude that uh, a lot of people have had f- towards me, like, growing up. Like, even in family, it's like, ah, Marcus can take care of himself. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's doing his own thing. Let's just... Yeah, let's make sure he's fed, and, <laughs> and he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine, like a dog. <laughs> just make sure he's got enough food in his bowl, and then we'll just let him roam around. Man, that sounds great. <laughs> that was not my upbringing in the slightest. It's pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's I definitely missed out on a lot of important life lessons. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I've taken, I've gotten better, and you've learned them by yourself too. I mean, yeah. it did make you. A self-serving individual. Yeah. Know if self-serving is the right word. You know, not like in a selfish way. Self-sufficient. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. And, and in some ways it's bad and in some ways it's good. Exactly. You know? Like some ways it's, it, some ways it made me a very selfish, self-centered person. Uh, of which what, in what ways? I mean, I've gotten better. Okay. All right. I was like, I don't see that. <laughs> I see he was only giving and nurturing. I'm much better <laughs> than I used to be. I yeah. used to be awful. I, I'm damn near 180 from the person I used to be. Uh, which is a good thing. Yeah, I used to no, be it's a definitely real, a good thing. real piece of shit. Yeah, uh, I have atoned for my sins. <laughs> I, I, have gone, I have gone through many, many atonements. Many a yawn, yeah. yawns age. <laughs> but it's weird the whole parents changing. Yeah, thing because uh, I, my uh, my cousin when I was uh, back home in Christmas, he uh, he's like, so uh, you notice. Your mom getting weird? Oh God! No. <laughs> like, uh, wow. Well, what do you what do you mean? He's like, my mom's getting weird. Yeah. And like, I don't. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's getting like she's changing. She's definitely. I mean, she's a, a human being. <laughs> you know, like a woman, just like any other person. You know that they just they change. And I think, I think what happens. I think parents start to change. Uh, they start to revert back to the people that they were before they had kids. I could see that, or definitely. Either that, they either start to revert back to the people they were before they have kids or they go into a grandmother type right. of mode. And, or they either get younger or they get older. Right. And my parents have definitely gotten younger. Well, my parents definitely have as well, too. Like I said, I mean, now they've found this love that they hadn't had in such a long time, yeah. and it's awesome to fucking see but I think it's also the guilt from my demon grandmother that is like eaten away at my mother for so many years that she realizes she's the only one left to take care of her. So my grandmother just bites at her, bites at her, bites at her. And now my mom is mad at me because I, my sister is going to be the one. She's the one that's never left. She's the uh. one that stayed with my mom. And as much as like my sister is crazy and she drives everyone crazy, she won't leave my mother. Yeah. She just won't do it. And my mom is pissed because it's not me that's doing it because she likes me more. Yeah. Pretty much. And I'm nicer to her and we get along better. But now it's like, now you're just pushing me away though. Yeah. Now you're just saying like, every time I'm on the phone with her, it's just like, well, you wouldn't understand because you're not here. And uh. it's just that. It's that is the fucking theme of 2013. It's like, <laughs> I won't take it. You're right. I'm not there. So I don't have to call anymore. Yeah. Which is not the way I should be taking it. I'm taking this as a child, <laughs> you know, rather than trying to deal with it. But how do you deal with it? It's like, it's my mom. I love my mom. I don't know, man. And I, mean, I don't know how to take it. 
I mean, it's, I guess I meant just ask her where is this coming from. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's where you got where you got to do is you just got to ask her. It's like seriously, where is this coming? Like we didn't have this conversation six months ago. Like you weren't telling me this six months ago. Why now? Well, actually, I kind of know where it might be coming from. Ah. Um, we had a conversation that Doug is not my boyfriend is not the most out outspoken of people. He's not a phone talker. He's not a texter. He's 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 not a few words. He's a man of few words. And my mom expects him as someone that I will marry someday Mm -hmm. to talk to her on the phone often. And he just doesn't return the phone calls. And a few weeks ago, like right before Christmas, she said, well, I guess I won't call anymore. He doesn't love me. And I, and I finally stood up in front of Doug mm-hmm. and said, don't speak about him this way. Yeah, He is who he is, and I will not change him. And you were the one that taught me never to go into a relationship trying to change someone. I'm not going to – he doesn't talk to his own mother. Why is he going to call you on the phone? <laughs> that's just how it is, and that's who he is, and you better get used to it because he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And for the first time, I think that I chose my – someday husband uh, instead of siding with her and ever since then it's like now i'm an adult yeah which is weird it's like i'm 25 it's like i've been with him for like five and a half years yeah but now i'm finally like i'm not making excuses anymore it's not like oh he just forgot or oh he'll get to you and then i'm mm-hmm. not like gonna harp on him anymore yeah and i think that that's something that like it's the greatest thing that my mom ever taught me that i feel like everyone should know in a relationship is that there are certain things that you work together to join to change you know it's mm-hmm. like in making what's it called uh interlocking <laughs> i'm making an interlocking jackie's uh doing <laughs> interlocking motions with their fingers above her head staring up at it looking very puzzled but getting there compromises compromises you yes. make compromises in a couple but you I will never make him be a talker. Yeah. And there are a lot of things you can't change about someone. And that's what I love about him. And you can't change that. Yeah. And you just need to accept it. And finally, if, especially if you have an overbearing mother like I do, you got to stand up to him at some point. Mm-hmm. But that's a no-no yeah. in my family. Is standing choosing, up to mama. Yeah, choosing or not even like saying, I wasn't even mean about it. It's just I chose someone else. Yeah. And that's how it's going to be. I mean, really, my my family is very, I guess, they're very respectful of, like, significant other relationships. That's great. Well, I think, (laughs) you know. I mean, that's awesome, though. Well, I think that also that just comes from the fact that my uh, mother's parents hated my father. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, just really just hated him and uh, were, you know, just awful to him and my mother both when they first got married. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, and they were always, people always saying like, oh, they're the ones that are, that'll never last. You know, like they'll right. be divorced in a couple years. And, fucking showed them. And out of my mom's four siblings, only my mom and his and her uh, little brother are still married to their original spouses. So Hell yeah. Fuck off! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 and they, you know, and they've gone through a shitload of really bad things you know together but you know through compromises and through just fucking fucking making it through and not giving up uh they've got the one of the strongest marriages i've ever seen and that's what marriage is it's ridiculous how strong their marriage is and that's why you know and when i say that my parents are finally in love again it's like they had a good solid 12 years where it, it was the worst ever yeah and 
I mean, at the time, my mom just couldn't get a divorce because she couldn't afford it. But they worked through it. Yeah. And on the other side of it, when you go through all the hard years of raising kids and all of the hardships of getting older together, and it's like that is what marriage is. You don't just cut and run. Mm-hmm. You did it. You know, you signed the papers. You paid to get the license. <laughs> Fucking, it's hard to just throw that away. And I and yeah. I do appreciate that I've been taught that as well, where it's like marriage is not just like, oh, we'll get married. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, we'll get divorced. Yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. as much as my parents are pushing me to get married, even though, you know, we had this disagreement. They I mean, mm-hmm. they still love Doug yeah. no matter what. And they yeah. know that we're going to get married, but... Oh yeah, no, we had we definitely had that one. Yeah, mom really freaked out Nikita. Oh uh, yeah, why? <laughs> it's our last night there, and we're just sitting there watching, you know, watching TV. And mom like sits down, she's like, "So, what are y'all's plans for the future?" Uh, and we we're like, "Oh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, we're you know we're moving in together." She's like, "No, no, I was talking about like getting married. You know, like what are y'all thinking about getting married?" No. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Give us some time, woman. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe sometime. Maybe. Yeah. Son. I hate. Bye. I don't. No. Give me some time. No. <laughs> Give me some don't. time. But I think parents are so much more understanding of things if, if, they, uh, if they've gone through them themselves. Right. You know, like they, they know... Uh, what it's like to have to balance your spouse with your family. Right. And they know that not all, you know, like they're not going to mesh all the time, you know? And I, you know, I'm not saying that about like Nikita, like fucking Nikita, my family go together, like fucking peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. It's, you know, like it's, Ridiculous! It kind of weirds me out a little bit sometimes. Uh, like, you like her better than you like me, don't yes. you? Yes. <laughs> just fucking admit it. Oh, my sister definitely likes Doug better than she likes me. You know why? Because Doug doesn't talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they they understand that you know sometimes there's going to be some rifts. There's going to be some things about him that you know you may not necessarily like or things that you know annoy you. But know that that person makes your you know, son or daughter happy and, you know, they, and they compliment each other and they're happy when they're together and they see, and if they see that and if they appreciate that, like, and that's the thing about your mother is that I think she knows that. And I know she only wants the best for you. Right. You know, I don't know your mother that well. I've met her once, but she's white lighted me. And so I feel like, (laughs) I feel like we share a connection. At some point. But <laughs> uh, well, I know just from what you said, like, I know she loves you and wants nothing but the best for you. I think she's just probably feeling a little sensitive right now. Yeah, and I think know, she's also whatever just scared reason. of losing yeah. me. Yeah. Which is hard. And that's why it's like next year we're going to do split up Christmas for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she made it very clear that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day will always be hers. Aww. I was like, ah, <laughs> but he has a family too. <laughs> but I'm fine with that. I feel like that's, yeah. an, that's an argument I can win. Yeah, I think so. I just tell him, <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> no, but that's what's great. I mean, for the most part, like we both are very fortunate with our families yeah. and some people aren't as fortunate, which it, it's hard. I, it's someone that is having problems. I am having other problems with the family now too. And it's, it's devastating when you don't get along with your family. It's the worst. 
But when you, if as long as you have friends, as long as you have someone to talk to about this stuff, it's like I'm so glad for Marcus. Yeah. I appreciate you fucking every Jesus fucking Christ, day. Jesus Christ, you. <laughs> <laughs> the shit we've gotten each other through. Yeah, and it's just you need to talk to someone that's just like, don't listen to them for a second. <laughs> what do you want? How yeah. do you feel? Because it's just so easy, whether they're positive or negative, for your family to influence everything you think about every single thing yeah and sometimes you just got to remember you got to grow up at some point and you just have to throw it out of your mind and do what you have to do yep it's so important (laughs) (laughs) throw it out of there (laughs) yeah but I would say throw it out of there, but you can't throw everything away. No, don't. of course, but it'll never go away. Yeah, it, I mean, where is it going to go? It's always yeah. in the back yeah, of your head. Just be sure when you're doing that, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always, it's not going to go away and, you know, uh, yeah, they're never going to let you go. And also, unfortunately, yeah. sometimes they're telling you what is right, which yeah. is hard as well. That's the other thing to di- that you have to deal with is that you have to try to parse. It's like, fuck, are they right? Right. Like, do they do they have a point? But, but that's you why just I have encourage to think shit through and encourage taking that advice and talking to an unbiased party about it. Yeah. Whether it be a therapist or a friend, where it's like, okay, so my mom is saying this. Yeah. Is she right? <laughs> Should I do this? Am I a dick? Yeah. Am I being an idiot here? Because yeah. there have definitely been times when I didn't listen to them, and I was very wrong, <laughs> and I got it was very bad. Yeah. So they oh, they also offer the experience that you just don't have yet. Yeah. Got to listen to him sometimes. You got to. Got to. And I think that's a good lesson for us to end on today. Yes, I think that sounds great. Listen to your fucking parents. Listen to them. Or don't. I mean, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But please send in your questions. Yes. We want to hear from some people. We know you got problems. You got problems. I got problems. Marcus got problems. Oh, Oh, I got problems. We all got problems. <laughs> Let's fucking hear about it. We'll talk about it next week. What's the email address, Marcus? I always forget it. Cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. It could not be simpler. You'd think I would remember it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.